How many of you, uh, by show of hands, need some rest? Yeah, man, we need some rest. I'm telling you, um, everything is better when it's rested. Have you ever cooked steak and then you take it out and you let it rest? It's good. It's awesome. Brisket, you got to let brisket rest. Things are good. For you people who, who make jams and jellies and all that stuff, what do you got to do? You got to sit it on the shelf and let it rest. So it brings out the flavor. See, rest in our lives, it's so awesome. Oh, you know what the best uh, thing that rest is? Is a sweet little innocent child. When they've been driving you crazy all day and you walk into the room and they're just sleeping so quietly. You're like, praise God. <laughs> praise God. They're so peaceful, you know. It's probably good that God made children so cute because I don't know if any of us would be around otherwise. But things are just better when they rest. You know, I'm better when I rest. There was a, a couple weeks ago I got to go on a uh, little vacation with my wife. Well, it's been about a month or two ago. Um, seems like just a couple weeks ago. And we had a great time. And then we came back and I walked in the door and the church was flooded. <laughs> like it was waterhouse, but not the kind of waterhouse we want. And it was, it was flooded. I mean, the hallway was soaking wet, had about an inch and a half of water on it, all the way up to about halfway to the sanctuary. Uh, we go back in there. Uh, it's just, everything's flooded. And and normally, if I wasn't rested, if I wasn't prepared for that, it probably would have sent me off. I wouldn't know how to do it. I would just shut down and not deal with it. But I was rested. So I came in. I'm like, <laughs> all right, let's do this. So, I, you know, I just, it didn't really phase me. But if I was tired and I was exhausted and I don't know how I would have reacted. Because we're just better when we're rested. Um, my family, I'm just going to tell on them a little bit because it's, a trait that I have that I've passed so lovingly on to my children. I'm a morning person, and so I annoy all the late night people, right? I'm a morning person. I get up, I grind my beans in the morning, my coffee beans, and I don't care. I'm up. You should be up, right? The sun's up, so I'm up, right? Okay, so yeah, I'm a morning person, um, and, and I'm great in the morning. I'm chipper. Everybody else is, is angry, but at nighttime, when it's time for bed, don't mess with me, right? I'm like, I am a grump because I am tired. And, and you, if you're tired, you're grumpy, right? Tired and hungry, you're grumpy. And, and so we're just better when we rest. I want to read this passage of scripture for you, Mark 6, 30 and, uh, through 32. And this is really our base passage for the, for the day. The apostles, these are the disciples, returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all they had done and taught. So all these disciples come back and say, Jesus, this is what, this is all the things that we've done. Can, isn't this amazing? And then Jesus said this, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. These guys had been out all, all week, all month, doesn't say how long they've been out, but they've been out ministering and ministering and ministering. And Jesus, they come back and they tell Jesus, all this, this is awesome. You know what you need to do now? You need to go rest. And so he tells his disciples, he tells the apostles, he says, hey guys, let's all get together. Let's go somewhere quiet and let's rest where we could be alone. Where we could be alone. Because here's the thing, they've been ministering all day and they were tired. Have, where is that quiet place for you? Where is that place where you can go 
to be alone. See, rest eludes us so many times because, number one, we don't know how to rest. Even in our resting, we're working. When we go on vacation, you need what? A vacation from your vacation when you get back. How many of you are like that? If you got kids, you understand. It's like, I am wore out. I need a vacation away from my people to have a vacation, right? And so you're wore out because vacation isn't really a time to rest. It's like, we got to do this. We got to be here. We got to be there. We got to be everywhere. And vacation, even on your vacation, you can't seem to rest. Even, even when you get a good night's sleep, you're like, man, all I need is a good night's sleep. And you get that 10, 12 hours sleep and you wake up the next day and you're still wore out. Why? Because we don't know how to rest. We don't have an understanding about rest. Jesus understood rest. He said, let's go to a quiet place and find a place to rest because Jesus understood this. We're all better when we rest. Everything is better when we rest. And Jesus understood this right here. He understood uh, the Sabbath rest. Do you guys know what the Sabbath rest is about? It's not just a day on the calendar. It's not just a day of the week. But the Sabbath rest is something that God has given his people. Remember that, that when you were in kids' church and you did the Ten Commandments and they got to this one. It's number four of the, of the Big Ten. And, it, and I got the King James Version, so it's official. All right, so if any go, but that's not the real version. All right, I got the King James, so there's no, none of in here like, all right. So here it is. Remember the Sabbath day. That's just remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. I mean, set it apart. It's like no other day. Remember it. Keep it apart. In it, oh, keep it apart and do all thy work. But the seventh day Oh, sorry, I skipped one. Keep it holy. Six days shall you labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. Amen to that. Thou shalt not do any work. Thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor your stranger that is within the gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day, Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it, means set it apart, made it holy. Just a side note here. Um, maybe you can't rest because you're only obeying half of this commandment. This commandment says what? Remember the Sabbath. But what does it also say? Six days do all thy work. Six days do all thy work. So many of us, we're procrastinators. Let's unite procrastinators, right? But we're going to do it tomorrow because we're procrastinators. We love to procrastinate. We love to put things up. I'm just going to get to that later. You know, it's not that important right now. But the thing is, is when you procrastinate, it's still there. It's never going to go away. And you're like, I'm going to go rest. I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to take a day off. But there it is. You know, this week, I'm like, I need to mow my yard. And Thursday, I'm like, I'm going to mow my yard. That way I can take Friday off, not worry about it. Didn't do it. Friday, I'm like, I'm going to go fishing. Didn't catch anything, but it's okay. I went fishing, but the whole time I'm fishing, I'm like, I need to mow my yard. I need to mow my yard. I look at other people's yards. It's so nice. I need to mow my yard. <laughs> because it was there, I, I procrastinated. And my yard's still tall, guys. But it, I procrastinated. It was there, and I couldn't rest. I couldn't turn everything off. And so many of us need to learn to let, 
to do all thy work in six days. All thy work in six days. Get it done. You need to prepare for a day off. You got to prepare to rest. Jesus told his disciples, let's go get away. Find a quiet place. Jesus was saying, we're, we're going to go prepare to rest. You need to get away in a quiet place. We need to prepare. So what does this look like when we prepare? Um, I'm just going to, actually, I'm going to talk about procrastination for a second. Um, you know, I joke about procrastination, but procrastination is like a, how do I put this? It's like an infected tooth. You know you got to get it taken care of. How many of you have had infected teeth, right, and, or a bad tooth? It's just bugging you. you. You know you need to go to the dentist, and you know you got to get it handled, but you keep putting it off and putting it off. I had one like that for a while. And when you have a, rot, when you have a bad tooth, it affects every part of your life, doesn't it? And, and you're putting it off, and you're like, man, I need to go to the dentist, but I don't want to have to do this. And so you move on with your life, and it's still there, but yet it's affecting every part of your life. It's until you go to the dentist and get that tooth pulled, that's when your life starts to change. That's how procrastination is. It's the tooth that we don't want to pull. You need to go get the tooth pulled. You need to get it, you need to get it taken out so you can live your life without that thing in your life. You got to go mow the yard. <laughs> it's like, I need to go mow my yard. I'm going to do it right now. Sorry, guys, I'm leaving. But uh, you got to go pull the tooth. You got to pull the tooth. So what does rest look like? Number one, uh, to me, is feet up, glass of tea with the fam, right? To me, that's rest. It's like no agenda, nothing to do. I ain't got to worry about the house being clean. It's just nice and restful. Time to relax. I don't know what rest looks like for you. It may be different. It may be sitting um, on the beach somewhere. It may be in the mountains somewhere. It may be shopping. I don't know why that's restful for some of you, but it may be shopping. It may be something that you enjoy doing. It may be something that you enjoy just sitting and reading a book. I heard this once, that, that people say that people who work with our minds rest with their hands. I find this to be true. Because I, I think a lot, I read a lot, I, I work with my mind primarily. And so just the act of fishing or mowing or doing something that I don't have to think about really gives me rest. And for some of you, you work all day. You're hard workers, you're out in the construction field, you're welding, you're putting things together, you're, you're hands-on people. And when you rest, it's like, I just want to sit and watch TV. I just want to read a book. I just want to do something where I, don't, where I can rest my body and engage my mind. And so when you rest with your, when you work with your hands, Primarily, a lot of people rest with their minds, and when you, rest with your, when you work with your minds, you rest with your hands. Find something that you enjoy doing, and in that, you will find some rest. And that's just some, that's added in there. That's not even in this message. That's just added in there. Find some rest today. So how do you rest? Rest is vital to us because, um, number one, life is hard. You notice that? Life is hard. It's difficult. Uh, it's hard to rest. It's hard to, to let everything go. Life is hard. And so the point of the Sabbath rest is this, that you put everything down and you trust in God because life is hard. And God knows that. And he knows that you need rest. You need to relax. You need to trust in him. And so I want to give you really three main reasons for rest. 
uh, because like I said, number one, we don't know how to rest, and number two, we don't know why we need to rest. Why do we need to rest? Why? I mean, we know we're better when we're rested, but why do we need to rest? So here's three things that happen when we rest. Number one, um, three, the first main reason for rest is this connection. It's connection. When I rest, it enables me to truly connect with others and God. If I'm, a, if I'm going all the time, I never really connect, right? When I rest, it enables me to truly connect with others and God. And if I'm going all the time, I never really connect. You know, there's times when I, me, me and Debbie jokes like, man, I miss you. Because we're always running. We're always going. We're always away from each other. And, and we're like, man, what? You know, one day we'll, we'll have lunch or we'll connect, but we don't know how to rest. We don't know how to take a day off and just spend time together. When you rest, you build connection. Jesus said this in John 15. He said this, I am the vine. You are the branches. He's the vine. You're the branches. If you remain in me, what? And I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do what? Some things, nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You know, as long as the branch is connected to the vine, it's going to be fruitful, it's going to grow, it's going to be healthy, it's going to be nourished. But as soon as that branch gets ripped off the vine, it's going to die because it has no nourishment to it at all. You cannot bear fruit if you are not connected. And I'm not just saying connected to God, but also connected to other people around you. You cannot bear fruit. You cannot be fruitful. You cannot, uh, you cannot uh, get anything accomplished, really, if you're not connected. You're planting an oak tree in a sandbox, expecting it to grow huge. It can't. There's no place for the roots to grow. There's really no soil for it to grow. If we're not connected to people, if we're not resting and connecting, then we will never bear fruit. Like Jesus said, here's the best way that you can connect. Um, there's this thing that's maybe in your, your house. It, it may be round. It may be pretty long and rectangular. And it has some chairs around it. And it looks really nice. And we never sit around it anymore. It's called the dinner table. That's a great way to connect with your family. It's a great way to connect with other people. You know what another great way to connect is? Like, hey, after church, hey, man, you want to go eat lunch? You want to go hang out? That's connection. And in that connection, you really find rest. Because those people are able to pour into you and lift you up and maybe speak life into you. But also when we rest and we connect with God, he's able to give us what we truly need. He is the vine. We're simply the branches. Number two, reflection. Reflection. When I, can re when I rest, I'm able to stop and think about the course of my life. Some of us don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about the course of my life. Where am I going? What have I done? All, where, am I, you know, where am I? But when you stop and you rest, you're able to really stop and reflect. You're like, oh, man, I'm able to stop and think about the course of my life. I'm able to appreciate all that I have and also all that God has done through me. You know, sometimes when we, when we just stop and rest and think about all the good things that God's done in our life, man, life is not, not so hard. We need to reflect. we got to reflect. Psalm 103 says this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Let's not forget his benefits. 
Man, the world looked bad a lot of times. There's a lot of bad around us, but I'm telling you, there's so much good if you just stop and look and count your blessings. Count the blessings around you, you know, and, and just allow God to speak to you and reflect on all that God has done to you. Man, when we're tired all the time, bad things seem like mountains. Like, that's all we see. And all the good things in our life, they kind of just seem like speed bumps. <laughs> it's like, they're not, there's not that many. You know, why is this even here? Shouldn't everything be bad? But in reality, it's the other way around, guys. We need to stop and reflect and get a new perspective on our life. And so when I rest, I can really stop and reflect and say, man, God is good. The world's not horrible. You know, you watch the news, you, t- you, you turn on social media, and you're like, oh my gosh, the world's falling apart. But then you go outside, and people are laughing and having fun, and life's going on like normal. You're like, okay, life's not so bad. It's all good. You got to stop and reflect. You got to learn to rest. And the third thing that rest does for us is recuperation. Recuperation. And this is the, this is the dictionary's version. Uh, explanation of recuperation number one it's a recovery from illness or exertion okay you got to recoup you got to rest for those that are sick you got to rest and you you got to get better number two is recovery or regaining of something so if i rest what am i gaining what am i needing to regain what am i needing to uh to recover from (laughs) Um, here's some things we are recovering we are regaining our strength our mental bandwidth because some of you your bandwidth is gone like at the end of the day my bandwidth is gone and people come and ask me a question I'm like, I don't know it's gone I don't know what's going on the mental bandwidth is gone we just we don't have the capacity anymore our emotional capacity when we're not rested is gone something small can happen to us and it destroys us, it makes us angry, we fly, we fly off the handle, or we sink deep into depression just because we're wore out. And so we need to rest so we can recuperate and get filled back up. It's a regaining of the things that God wants to put into us. And it's also a place where our souls are recentered. When you rest, when you recuperate, your soul becomes recentered. Think of it as a muscle. You know, how many of you guys like to go work out? Or girls, I'm not going to just... None of us. All right, sweet. One. I like to, as I don't. <laughs> uh, when you work out, you know, you, 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 cur- you do your curls and your bench presses and all, your, all the things. But, but what do you have to do? You have to set the weight down and you have to rest. Right? Why? Because if you don't and you keep going, what's going to happen? You're going to tear a muscle. You're going to tear something up. Something's going to you're going to actually destroy the thing that you're trying to build up. And so many of us, we're always doing this all day long. And we're never putting anything down. And then we wonder why we experience a tear. We wonder why our lives are out of whack and why we're weak and why we have no potential to pick anything else up because we're carrying so much already that when somebody puts something tiny on there, even a little pebble, It's the straw that broke the camel's back. It's that last thing that we cannot carry. We have to learn to set things down, rest, recuperate, regain that strength, regain that mental capacity, regain the emotional uh, heart of who we are and let our souls recenter. And then guess what? When we pick that stuff back up again, 
not so bad. We gotta learn to recuperate. So those are three things that happen when we rest. This last week, I, I, uh, two weeks ago, I got to go on a little getaway trip. And I, I went, I've been looking forward to this trip for a long time because it's just me and the Lord, <laughs> me and Jesus. So we're, I go on this trip, I go to Bernieville, Oklahoma, out of all places, little hole in the wall place. It's, it's on this little uh, golf course and there's a little condo that, that you can stay in. And I went there, a little one bedroom condo. I went there and I'm like, I'm gonna hear from God. So I brought my juice. I brought my communion elements, I brought my Bible and my journal, and I'm like, I'm just going to go here, and I'm going to rest, I'm going to hear from God, I'm going to fast, I'm going to spend time with Him. And about day two, I mean, I was doing all this stuff. About day two, I thought to myself, I'm wore out. Because I didn't go there to rest, I went there to work. But what I really needed was rest. What I really needed was to learn to just sit in God's presence and, and not worry about coming up with a message for you guys. Not worry about how are people doing. Not worry about you know, anything in my life. Just say, God, let's spend some time. And day two, I said, you know what, God, let's go play some golf. So I got up and I got the golf cart out there. There's a little golf course you can go to. And I just sat there and was like, me and God, me and God play golf. I'm a pretty horrible golfer. He's probably pretty good, but I didn't keep his score. <laughs> but we just play golf. And I'm like, hey, God, what do you want to do today? So we go out to Lake Murray, and we drive around. It's beautiful out there. I take a little walk in the nature trail. And, and I'm like, man, thank you, God, for teaching me just how to be in your presence. And I think I have to produce all the time. Remember that passage Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you do nothing. Remain in me. Remain in me, and you will produce what? Much fruit. See, the thing about remaining, it's not like the branch is like, oh, i got to stay on this vine. I can't jump off. The vine doesn't jump. It just doesn't jump off. Something has to break it off, right? Something has to get on it and disease it for it to break off. So for us, how do we rest in God? Just simply remaining. Simply being, simply saying, God, here I am. God, I'm just going to rest. I don't have to accomplish anything today. A few years ago, I took a sabbatical, and I was sitting on the couch just reading, my, reading a book. My wife comes in, and she's like, what did you do today? I'm like, nothing. She's like, really? I'm like, absolutely nothing. She says, how do you do that? Type A people, I am so sorry that you can't relax. No, you know, you're, you're in Enneagram 1s, you know, everything's got to be lined up and it's got to be perfect. We've got to learn to relax. And, and this is just, I'm just trying to help you, type A's and, 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 and E1s, that uh, it's okay to go on vacation and not have to know where you're going all the time. And, 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 and you guys, you type A's are looking at me going, how can you go on vacation like that? It's okay to not know exactly what you're going to do all the time. Man, live on the edge. Live on the edge. All right? It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. We got to learn to rest. We got to learn to rest because God designed rest for us. Man, he rested on the Sabbath day, not because he needed it, 
but because he got to step back and enjoy what he's done. He rested as an example for us. It's an example he set for us. And even deeper than that, the Sabbath day is a rest that goes deeper than a day off. It's actually a promise to be in the presence of God himself. In Hebrews chapter 3, verse 19, the writer of Hebrews is telling the people, he's telling the church, this is the church they're talking to. He's saying, he's talking about the Israelites and how they were in the desert and, and, they did, and some of them didn't get to enter into the promised land because they had a problem with God. They didn't believe God. And, he, and he's telling the people of Israel, he's telling the people of the church, Hebrews saying, you need to learn from them, learn from their example and trust in God because God has a rest for you that you cannot get on your own. And you just need to trust in him that you can enter into that rest. And so he says this in Hebrews chapter 3, and this really hit me hard this week. Verse 19, he says, So we see that because of their unbelief, the Israelites, they were not able to enter into his rest. Man, this rest was a promise for these people. It was a promise to them, but they didn't believe in the promise maker. They believe, and some of you may be like this today, maybe you believe in the promises of God, maybe you believe that God is going to do this, but, or maybe you believe in what God has promised, but you have a hard time believing in the promise maker. Maybe you believe that God can heal you, but maybe you don't believe that he's really the healer. Maybe, maybe some of you have a hard time with unbelief. That's me. I have a hard time sometimes. Sometimes it's hard to believe. We all battle with unbelief. And I'm telling you, and there's any area of your life that you're having a hard time believing God in, you're going to find a lack of rest. You're going to find lack of rest. Here's what we can learn from chapter, chapter 13, verse 19. Where there is unbelief, there is lack of rest. Where there's unbelief in your life, there's going to be lack of rest. If I don't believe that the doors are locked in my house at night when I go lay down, I'm not going to be able to sleep. I'm going to be like, oh. Somebody's going to come in. i got to get up and i got to go check the doors, right? And, and if I don't believe that this chair is going to hold me up when I sit in it, I'm not going to sit in it. Unbelief, where there's unbelief, there can be no rest. Unbelief is the enemy of rest. Rest is truly then believing in the one who gives rest. The writer continues in, verse, in chapter 4, verse 1. And so he says, God's promise of entering his rest still stands. So we ought to tremble with fear that some of you may, might fail to experience it. Man, he's, he's speaking to who? Church. Church people. Good Christian folk. He's speaking to them and he says this. You should tremble with fear that some of you may fail to experience it because of unbelief. And he goes, for this good news that God has prepared this rest. God's prepared the rest. It's ready for you. You just haven't entered in because of unbelief. And he says, it has been announced to us just as it was to them, but it did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God. What's he talking about? Remember when the Israelites sent out the 12 spies to go check out Canaan? And they send these guys out and they all come back and 10 of them are like, there's giants in the land. It's a good land, but we can't take it. There's no way we're going to go in there. 
and they're whining and they're complaining and they're griping and they're, they're unbelieving God. And these two guys, Caleb and Joshua, come up and like, yeah, there's giants, but they will be our bread. We're going to go, they're going to sustain us. We're going to go in and take them out. God has promised this to us. We trust the promise maker, not just the promise itself. And Joshua and Caleb stand up and say, come on, guys, let's go take the land. And everybody's like, no, we're not going to go. And so guess what? Everybody except, for, everybody except for Joshua and Caleb died in the desert. But Joshua and Caleb got to enter in to the promised land and to that rest because they believed. God honored their belief. That's what he was saying there. But it did them no good because they didn't share the faith of Caleb and Joshua. For those who listened to God, they listened to God. For only when we believe can we what? Enter his rest. As for the others, God said, in my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest. That's what he told them when they had to die in the desert. Even though this rest has been ready since he made the world, we know it is ready because the place in scriptures where he mentions the seventh day. On the seventh day, God rested from all of his work. But in the other passage, God said, they will never enter my place of rest because of their unbelief, because of their sin. And here's what we need to learn from this. Wherever God is, rest is. Wherever the presence of God is, there is rest. Verse 6, so God's rest is there for people to enter, but those who first heard the good news failed to enter because they what? Disobeyed God. They sinned. They disobeyed. They didn't believe. And so God sent another time for entering his rest. And guess what, guys? That time is today. Now, when Christ died on the cross, that's today. That is that rest that God has offered to us. It's made whole. It's made ready. All we got to do is enter into it. So what is true rest? It's simply this. Completely trusting in God. Where there's unbelief, there will be no rest. If you want rest in that area of your life, you need to learn to trust God. And I say you've got to learn because it's not natural. We have to learn to trust God. Christian, we can start coming up. You've got to trust God completely. In the garden, Adam and Eve, before they sinned, before they fell, um, God put them in the garden to what? Work it? Work the garden. But think about this. It wasn't until they sinned that the ground fought against them. Their work in the garden actually brought them pleasure. They were rested even in that. Why? Because God's presence was with them. God's presence was with them. It said even in Genesis that God would come down in the cool of the day and, and, and speak with his creation, speak with, with mankind. And so in the garden, it's a perfect picture of God's rest that was prepared for his people. But when they sinned, it kicked them out of God's presence, right? Kicked them out of the garden. And now they are fighting thorns and bristles, you go look at my yard, I got lots of stickers. I got lots of thorns and bristles. It's a fight. Work became strenuous. Work became something that was not pleasurable. Work began to drain us instead of sustain us. God created us for work. He created us so we could sustain, so we could tend the garden. He created us so we could 
connects with Him. He created us so that we would be known by Him and know Him. In the garden, there was rest. There was rest, and it's available to you today. Jesus said this about rest, and this is what we can learn about rest, and this is the rest that maybe you need today. Because you can do all these things. Like you can take the day off, you can go find something to do, you can do all the things that I just told you, but if you don't have Jesus, you'll never have rest, not true rest. Not rest in this life or the next. Definitely not the next life. You need Jesus for the true rest. God prepared that rest for you. Even back in Genesis, when mankind fell and he sinned against God and he disobeyed God and they had unbelief about God when Satan told Adam and Eve, look, God's holding out on you. You're not gonna die if you eat this. He's holding out on you. You'll become like him, knowing right from wrong, good from evil. And so they took the fruit because they had unbelief in their heart. They're like, yeah, man, maybe God is holding out on me. This is good fruit. And that unbelief caused them to sin. And what happened? They ran out of the presence of God. But now through Christ Jesus, we are brought back into that place where we can enter into the presence of God and find true rest. I'm telling you, the world can be spinning around you. But as long as Jesus is with you, you will have rest. There's a story in the Bible when a big storm comes up and the disciples are sitting in their boat and they're struggling and they're straining at the oars trying to get the sheep to save the boat. And Jesus is in the corner sleeping on a pillow. And they wake Jesus up. Jesus! We're going to die. Don't, don't you care? He's like, what's he say to them? Oh, you of little faith. Your unbelief. You can't rest. I'm resting. I know it's not my time. But he gets up and he calms the storm anyway. In Jesus is the rest that we truly need. Why? Because he's Lord of the Sabbath. You see the story in Mark chapter 2. Let me get some of the prayer team to come up. On the Sabbath day, as Jesus is walking through some grain fields, his disciples began breaking off heads of grain to eat. But the Pharisees said to Jesus, Look, why are they breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? And Jesus said to them, Haven't you read scriptures that David had done this when his companions were hungry? He went to the house of God during the days when Abiathar was the high priest, and he broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests are allowed to eat. He also gave some to his companions, and then Jesus said to them this, and I think this is something that we all need to learn. The Sabbath was not meet, need, met, made to meet the needs of people. I'm sorry, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people, not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. Other translations say the Sabbath was created for man, not the other way around. God created the Sabbath for us. He created a day of rest for us, and he created the ultimate Sabbath rest for us. We just gotta enter in through belief. It's available today. Why is it available? Because this, 
He says, so the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. And he's Lord even over your rest. You know what that means? He's in charge of it. He's Lord of your rest. He's Lord of your Sabbath. You just got to come to him and find that rest that you need. Jesus is your Sabbath rest. Man, are you wore out today? Are you tired? Are you, you need some rest? Come to Christ and find that rest that you so desperately need. He'll reinvigorate your soul. Come get connected to him. Man, come be rejuvenated in his presence. Come be filled back up. Man, we got, we got to come to him. Come reflect on his goodness. So he's going to lead us in a song. And I'm just going to challenge you, just come up. If you, need, if you need prayer for anything at all, we want to pray with you. And even in this moment of him singing this song, rest in his presence. Just get into God's presence. It's available. It's there. You just got to enter in. God, I'm resting. Let me rest in you. Let me lay down everything and allow you to take up everything. Because God, you're bigger than my problems. You're stronger than my struggles. God, you got it all. We just got to lay it at his feet trust him. He's got it. He's got it. You just got to trust him. That's the hardest thing. If you're suffering with unbelief today, ask God to help you believe. And today, if you've never given your life to Christ and you're like, man, I just need rest. I need rest. I know I'm here today because I need rest and I don't have Jesus and I can't find rest. And Jesus has been chasing me day after day today's your day to come give your life to Christ. So I'm going to challenge you to come up and get prayer as well. We want to pray with you. We want to lead you through that. We want to give you, help you. If you're online today, I just need rest. Let us know. We'll pray with you. So he's going to lead us in the song. The challenge is to come up, get prayed for, find rest where you're at. Just be in his presence. It's available today through Christ.